Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mountains of Magic podcast, your place for those Walt Disney World planning tips and tricks. I am your host, Danielle, and this is the final installment of a little mini-series all on rope dropping the parks. This is episode 128, Rope Dropping Magic Kingdom. Happy Friday, friends. Thanks so much for being here as we finish up this little series all about rope dropping the parks. Now, if you're new, rope dropping means getting to the parks as soon as they open, as soon as they drop the rope and let people in. And I've been sharing strategies about how you might want to utilize that time in each of the four theme parks. And so today I'm getting into Magic Kingdom, and that is probably the one where you need the most direction and most guidance just because there are some rules in place, some restrictions, um, and really just info that you're going to want to make sure you know if you're planning to get there early. Now, with all of these theme parks, if you are staying on Disney property, you get in 30 minutes prior to regular opening time. So I'll talk about strategies for both of those. And then just a few things that I've said on multiple episodes in case this is your first one. Disney buses are advertised as running 90 minutes before park opening. That does include the early entry time. So if Magic Kingdom opens at 9 for everybody, but 8.30 for you, you're going to expect to see those buses running at 7 a.m. Now, a few other caveats with Magic Kingdom. If you are staying on property, even if you have a car, Magic Kingdom is definitely the park that I recommend taking a bus to. Here's why. A Disney bus will drop you off right at the entrance to Magic Kingdom. If you drive your own car, I think if you take an Uber, if you're doing more than likely a shuttle from an off-property hotel, they are going to take you to the Transportation and Ticket Center, which is across the lake. Therefore, that's just added time where you're going to have to take the monorail or take the ferry boat across the water to actually get to the entrance of the Magic Kingdom. And if that happens, it's probably unlikely that you're going to be one of the first people at the gate. So your best bet, if you're trying to be first, is to take a Disney bus, or if you have never stayed at one of the Magic Kingdom Resort hotels right there, where you can just walk over... It's a splurge. They're deluxe hotels, but it is magical. The one time I stayed at the Contemporary and could just like stroll out of my room and be in Magic Kingdom in like five minutes, you got to try it. It's just it's just awesome. Um, I was able to be there early and be one of the first in the parks that day. But anyway, I digress. So, yeah, that's just something you want to think about. Because transportation to Magic Kingdom is tricky, and if you do take your own vehicle, you're kind of behind the game. So if at all possible, take that Disney bus or walk, ride the monorail from a monorail resort if that's an option for you. Okay, so let's get into the park. If you are getting there for early entry, here's where everyone's going. They're going to Seven Doors Mine Train. 
And that's because that is one of the rides that is not available on Genie Plus. It is a paid individual lightning lane. So if I don't want to have to pay a la carte to ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, I am running there first. As I said, though, Everyone goes there first. And if you are not one of the first first there, um, that ride doesn't have crazy good capacity. You can be waiting an hour, even if you go there, you know, if you're in the mass of people. So one here's my thing. Go ride Big Thunder. The wait's going to be less. You could do it on Genie Plus. Um, If that's a make or break, again, I am in the camp of go ahead and get that wait out of there early. But just know if you're not trying to use up all your early entry time on a ride, you need to be first getting over there or you just need to skip it. Normally, the individual lightning lane cost isn't that much. If you just have a couple people in your party that want to ride it, it might be worth it just to save, you know, the headache of waiting. Now, let's talk briefly about the rules for rope dropping in Magic Kingdom. If you are one of those early entry guests, they're going to let everybody in on Main Street. Um, Even before, if we go back to my example of early entry starting at 830, they're going to let everybody in on Main Street before that. Um, I've had experience with it being even 30 minutes earlier, you know, 8, 810, stuff like that. So if you're one of those early entry guests, um, you're going to come in and they're going to start funneling you to the right toward Tomorrowland, you're going to have to, one person in the party is going to have to scan their magic band, show, you know, scan your ticket, show on the app that you're staying on property. Um, And tip, they normally only ask one person in the party. So if you have some people visiting with you that are not staying on property, but they are physically with you, um, you may be able to get them in possibly might be worth a try. In my experience, they've only needed to scan one person from the party. But you're going to go hang out, wait at Tomorrowland until official early entry starts. Now, for that 30 minutes, you are only allowed in Tomorrowland and kind of New Fantasyland. Those are your attractions that are going to be open. So we're looking at, you know, Space Mountain, um, Seven Doors Mine Train, obviously, Buzz Lightyear, Carousel of Progress, the Speedway, Teacups, Dumbo, that kind of area to the right of the park. And sometimes they don't have everything right up and running immediately. So be wary of that. Tron is still on a virtual queue as I'm recording this in October 2023. And they normally, I don't believe, start calling people back for that until park officially opens. Um, You can't go wait in line for that. You can do the individual lightning lane, but same thing. Those aren't really starting until the park officially opens. So just keep that in mind. So you do not have free reign of the park for those 30 minutes. You have kind of that right side. So you want to keep that in mind for your strategy. So if I was going to avoid the Seven Doors Mine Train, it wasn't that important to my people, or I just got in and knew I wasn't right there at the front. I didn't want to wait, you know, 45 minutes to get on it. I would probably go to Space Mountain. That's another solid choice. Great ride that you can get on. You can see longer waits throughout the day. 
Peter Pan's flight is another one people go to because that line gets really long. It is a very popular Genie Plus selection as well. It can go first. Um, So if that's important to you, you can try to go there. But again, that ride doesn't eat a lot of people every hour. So if you're not pretty early up in the line to get there, you could still be waiting a while. So that could be a good one if that's important to make your first Genie Plus selection. Uh, Those would be some other solid choices. Obviously, if your family loves Dumbo, go drop that. But realistically, that line probably isn't going to get that that long. Um, But biggest thing to note is that you have to go to that right side of the park. Now, here's kind of best case scenario. Let's say you are right at the front of that rope drop line. You get in super early. The best case scenario would be that you ride that top ride, you know, Seven Doors Mine Train, Peter Pan, Space Mountain, whatever it is for you. And then you start making your way left. So all of the people who are not resort guests, um, they're going to be held at the hub in Main Street when they come in, or those of you who did early entry, there's probably going to be people back by Liberty Square Haunted Mansion area, cast members kind of holding you off until the park officially opens. So if you can get one ride, maybe even two, depending on what you're doing in your 30 minute time frame, you can head over by Haunted Mansion. And as soon as the park officially opens, you can be one of the first people on rides in Liberty Square or Frontierland. So you kind of get the option to do a double rope drop. Um, You might have to do a little power walking and it's not great for like conquering one area of the park at a time, but that's kind of best case scenario because then you could be up front you know, for multiple rides for the two different kind of opening times that happen. Now, that means if you are not staying on property, Magic Kingdom is actually a park where you still can get a little bit of an edge. So you're going to come in, go down Main Street, they're going to kind of hold you in the hub. But a good strategy for you would be to go left into like Adventureland, because that has not been open to the people for early entry. And you could be one of the first people on Jungle Cruise, or if you walk fast, you know, go back and get on Big Thunder Mountain, something like that, Um, or even kind of more of a straight shot if you wanted to grab Haunted Mansion. Those would kind of be my top three picks if I was not staying on property. Um, Or again, make one of those a top selection for Genie Plus, and then go get on another that you want to ride. So Magic Kingdom, like I said, kind of has that double edge where different parts of the park open at different times. And so it can be a benefit to that rope dropper, that person who is there early to get on multiple things in different parts of the park. All right. Now, one other thing you may want to consider if you're just there with younger kiddos or the thrill rides aren't a big thing to you. One of the most popular character meet and greets is meeting Mickey right there on Main Street when you walk in just a little bit to the right. Um, So that I'm looking at my app now. It's a 
what is it a random october no it's november oh my goodness a random november thursday at you know noon and there's an hour wait there to meet mickey so that could be something that you come in and just queue up for but pay attention to the times in the app normally those meet and greets don't start as soon as the park opens and Normally, they're not available for early entry either, but that could be something if you don't want to wait for an hour with a toddler to meet Mickey. um, I think it would definitely be preferable to knock that out earlier rather than later. And one other thing I would probably not suggest starting with, if you're new to Disney, it can be really you know, just make logical sense to walk in and get on the first ride you see. We talked about an Epcot. You don't want to do that for Spaceship Earth because that's normally one that has a low weight. Well, I would say the same thing for the train station. The railroad has recently reopened um, since its closure for the building of Tron. So I know on my last trip, that was one, oh, like we have to get on that. It's been so long since we rode it. But Your line and your wait time for that is probably not going to be crazy. There are also multiple stations throughout the park that you can get on on. So I would not come in and jump right on the train um, just because it's the first thing you see. You can probably get on it later with a minimal wait. But if you just want to get in and get your lay of the land and take a little cozy ride around the park you go for it. As I've said with all these episodes, just prioritize what makes sense for your family. If there's a make or break, even if it's not something popular, go ahead and knock that out first, okay? It rains, rides close, things happen, people get hangry. If there's something everybody wants to do, always better in Disney to try to do it sooner rather than later. All right, my friends, I hope you got some helpful info here about Magic Kingdom and how you want to rope drop it because there are definitely rules in place you want to make sure you're familiar with, but hopefully that helps you prioritize what you want to on your next trip. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a second to leave a rating and review wherever you listen. And if you've got your own dreams of Disney, Universal, a cruise for 2024. I would love to help you with planning that at no cost to you. You can email me at Danielle Robbins at fantasticalvacations.com or check out the show notes to see where you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and hope you have a magical day. Bye bye.